comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Episode 282. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. Be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode The Crispin Glover Experience. And I can. I'm strong. Strong. Bill was playing that clip from Letterman where Crispin Glover kind of lost it doing a um, an art piece, I guess you'd call it. It was or, very Kaufman-esque. Yeah. I was thinking the very same thing. Very yeah. much yes. like Andy Kaufman. Um, what year was that? I'm kind of glad we talked. Uh, it was. Um, it was actually uh, August 21st, 1987. And wow. Frank and I both kind of looked at each other with wide eyes and went, we were both watching that yeah. night. I remember I used to watch Letterman all the time. Oh, religiously. And, uh, and I was just, con- I mentioned earlier, it's like I missed Letterman and Brad asked, what? Is he off the air? And I just haven't watched him in years. Oh, it's I'd, not that I don't want to. It's just. Yeah. I've Since he moved to CBS, I've seen maybe 15, 10, 15 episodes, period. Um. But yeah, man. Is it because you have something against CBS? No, I think it's because uh, Chris Elliott doesn't uh, take part in David Letterman's uh, fun these days. Hmm. Those those were the good days, man. The Man Under the Stairs. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I oh, liked always gosh. like was it Monkey Cam or something like that? Hell yeah, yeah, Doggy Cam, Monkey Cam. What was the one that came screaming out of the the audience? Oh, that was uh, what. It wasn't roller coaster cam, but uh, what was like, gosh, it? Might have been audi- audience cam or something like that. Remember. But there, there was one episode where audience cam came down, and then they had added rails to it, and so it went past the audience, hung a left, went through a hallway, went through another hallway, down some stairs, and out a window or something. Hmm. Missed that one. I'll oh, see. Here you go. Chris Elliott is the guy under the seats. Yeah, guy under the seat. Oh, man, I missed that. Did you ever see, uh, you know, Chris Elliott, he had his own, uh, Letterman gave him his own talk show. Really? Yes, it was a um, it was a, a five-minute-long talk show that was on a uh, little B-set uh, at the, yeah. the corner of the stage. Yeah, I remember that now. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. And he would, in, and uh, I seem to remember in that, that <laughs> it was he awful. interrupt Letterman because Letterman, like, the bit was about to end and Letterman jumped up and goes all right well that's the chris elliott show and chris he goes uh i still have a minute <laughs> and then he continued on with this interview <laughs> welcome to episode 282 uh, of half hour wasted and no. by the way just just for the record uh i have put away the uh, the mini trampoline 
So if you're looking for that kind of fun again uh, this week, uh, that was last week, and we're moving on to uh, new content and better production values. Is Sage threatening us with a Lego Transformer right about now? I'm not sure. Sage, what are you? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Come tell me all about it. Awfully mature concepts for a five-year-old. But if you say, I want to die, you would die. Okay, now you're weirding me out, So that's a no-win situation. Is there any any situation we can be in where we don't die? Is there anything we can do so we don't die? Either either die or surrender yourself. Well, I'd rather surrender. Okay, surrendering too. So we're surrendering. I'm going to pull up a card and surrender. Because that's what, that's what Jean-Luc Picard would do. Don't you have a cat to chase? Okay, good. He's Last week, chasing the cat. Frank found an interesting article that kind of helped us with a topic. Now, this week, Bill found an interesting article Yay. that will enable us to have another episode of Half Hour Wasted for you, the listener. Yes, and um, we're giving exactly one minute to each of the... Uh, this. This is my favorite. I think I tried this back in episode 50, but you guys made me edit it down a little bit. Um, I finally get to do my top 50 list. Okay. So happy about this. Are we going to go through all 50? Can we uh, do we this could, quickly? We could briefly touch on them because not all of them deserve tremendous discussion, but, okay. but it's just some of, the, some of the placements of the rankings are so low that I couldn't start at like top 12 or top okay. 15 or something. So I pretty much think that we kind of so almost have to go top Whoever 50. made this list was... Obviously, brain did it, damaged. Did it on two hours of sleep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, and I think I found this list too. And I won't. I won't blow. You know, any of your. It's on. Uh, yeah. But it's. Uh, I would have to question some of these. Okay. Yeah. So, what is the topic? Uh, the topic is televisions. Top fifty sci-fi characters. Okay. Television only. TV only. Okay. Yes. So that's why uh, Darth Vader is not going to be on this list. Okay. Yes. Indiana Jones could be. Uh, young Indiana Jones. Yeah, right. Same, same guy. Yes. Okay. Yes. So let's just jump right in with number 50. Okay. Number 50, and I think this is too low, is uh, some guy from a show we all love, Walter Bishop from Fringe. Uh, he's He's got to be in the top 10 now. He is the archetypical mad scientist. The fragility of his mental health and trapdoor gaps his memory lend him a quirky, forlorn air of tragedy. There are so many more people on this list that deserve to be below him. I, I couldn't, I could not, absolutely could not agree with you more. I, I, I find it a travesty that he's number 50. And as we go through this list, there's going to be a number of points where you're going to roll your eyes and go, really? He was that high? Really? Frank, she was that low? Are you caught up on Fringe? Uh, I've, I've watched enough of it that I think I know what's going on. Okay. I kinda, it's kind of lost just a little. You know, I've seen, I've seen the episodes, and I, you know, I know you guys love it. It's just it's not doing anything for me. It's nah. just, it's it's just push, kinda, wow. it's pushing just, all my buttons. It's just chugging along. I mean, it's just, it is, oh, what weird thing is going to happen? Oh, another universe. It is just right. Uh, last season. It's during, not bad. It's not, I'm, not, I'm not ragging it. Well, there's just, only 13 not, episodes of the show left. Yeah, it's just yeah. not. It's just. It's hitting all my cylinders. During season three, I fell behind a couple times because it started getting pretty dark. And so I would have four or five episodes stacked up on the DVR. But uh, this season, once I caught up, I stayed caught up. And it was one of those that that I want. I finally said, you know, there's series that you got to watch with your lady or your man. 
and there's series that you just watch by yourself. Like for me, Supernatural's that way. I love Supernatural, and I'm usually watching it late Thursday night. I'll let it DVR, get the kids to bed, and then I'm. It, it does not last more than about uh, you know six hours on my DVR before I've consumed it and enjoyed it. Okay, it's a guilty pleasure, but uh, that's the kind of thing that I'm not even going to bother waiting for the, uh, the the lady to uh, to watch with me. I tried to do that with Fringe for quite a while, but I just finally I, I became much more happy once I said, "Forget it. You can catch up someday if you want to," and I'm just going to go and watch it myself. I mean, you own a wife, right? You, you know, you should make good use of her. <laughs> Gosh, wow. So, yes, that was awesome. 49? Uh, number 49. Um, and I th- there's Is some really interesting things that, in this list. Is some of these characters we've probably never heard of? Um, I've heard were... of this character, and I have a little... I, I kind of like this show... Oh, I for loved its, this for show. For its strangeness. When I was a kid, I would eat this thing yeah. up, it, man, Saturday afternoons. Um, from the wild, wild west. Dun, 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 Will Smith? Dun, 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 totally dun, dun, forget dun, about that movie, because that movie did not do justice is to this the wackiness. It was there a western is, sci-fi. There is a lot of science fiction in the wild, wild west. That's one of those that I would... Okay, what's the character? I would love to see those on Netflix. I would I would burn through those things there on Netflix. Uh, the character is Dr. Miguelito Loveless. He's, the, he's their Moriarty. Never heard. He's, he's their David Robert Jones. I've never seen that show. Wow, uh, that's one of those that was it on is, Saturday afternoon. It is pretty wild. It is. This is a great show. Is it pretty wild or wild wild? It's double wild. I guess wild wild. Yes. So Robert Conway is Jim West. Try to knock this battery off my shoulder. Ross Martin. So there was a sci-fi western. It wasn't. It was mainly a western, but there were definitely weird. Is that why they went some weird sci-fi with it elements in the Will Smith movie? Because they were um, trying to get the, the there feel was a of lot the TV of show. There was a lot of gadgetry. Okay. Uh, there uh, was a lot. I of, would I, I would divorce yourself about uh, of the Will Smith. Never saw it. Okay. Wow. That's, uh, then that's of the TV show because the TV show and, and the movie I think are two separate entities. Okay. The movie did have Salma Hayek in her prime though in it. So. 48. No, that didn't hurt. Um, God, go see the Wild Wild West, everybody. Uh, 48 would be... And, okay, this is the first one on the list. I realize we're only uh, three in, but this is the first one where I go, really? Um, no, you've already done that with Walter Bishop. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, no, this is this one where it's like, it's on the list? Not oh. not he's getting... Oh, okay. He, this should have been higher. Um, did you ever see The Greatest American Hero? Yeah. Okay, that show was pretty awesome. Frustrating as heck to watch. Yeah. But very cool. Um, uh, Robert Culp as Bill Maxwell, the uh, handler and military vet. Really? And John Wayne fan is number 48 on this He's list. He's a top 50? Yes. I mean, it was a good show, but he wasn't a standout character. Yeah, I, w- I would give it to the, to the hero. to the. I, I agree. William Cat is not on this yeah. list. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Um, 47. Number 47 is uh, from the X-Files. Walter Skinner. You know, I saw one episode of... I saw two episodes of The X-Files. Wow! So I don't know... I, I was saw... one of those... It came on Friday nights when it aired, and I was there for episode one, and I watched every single episode without fail. I loved that show. Now, 
I, I saw a handful of episodes. Don't really care about that much. But there was okay. one episode that took place on uh, the boat on a ship. Yeah. And, the yeah. Sh- and they were actually split in time. Yes. And there was a past and there was a present. That was a really good the episode. The way they cut that show yeah. is the most amazing thing because Mulder would walk around the corner present. Suddenly he would pass a wall. Pass. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> I'm on a boat. Sorry. Boat I saw hose. I saw the two episodes I saw was one with Michael McKeon. Okay. Which I think was a two Oh, yeah. They were, no, they were was a, first part one of a two part. Yeah, he was part of the lone gunman, wasn't he? Michael McKeon? It, it, he was I, part of the, there, was, there were three guys squeaky. that helped him out. No, Lenny. It was Lenny, yes. No, he wasn't part of the. Of the he wasn't part of the lone no. gunman. This okay. one showed him like on a in a it's convenience a store on the side of a deserted road or something. Okay. And then the other episode I saw was the one that finished out Millennium, where Frank Black, Lance oh, Henriksen's okay. character Frank Black, came, and they were and it actually we got to see the Millennium happen to yeah. Frank Black, and so that tied his story. Okay, those are the only two episodes I've ever seen. Now I found uh, the X Files. The last two or three seasons of it um, kind of became. Cumbersome is a bad word, um, but it became a little bit more of a chore to watch it. Um, I thought it was interesting when, um, um, oh gosh, uh, the T T one thousand bad guy, Terminator Robert Patrick, two. yes, Robert Patrick, and uh, he got a new partner, and she was in Mystic Pizza, mm. and that was her name. Okay. Uh, that was interesting, but it wasn't the same. And uh, they started bringing back uh, Mulder and Scully. Um, they brought him back for a handful of episodes in the final season, and it did get better. Um, but, uh, the first, the first three, four five seasons of X-Files is just staggeringly good. 46. It's amazing. I, I did like the spinoff that, uh, the Lone Gunman. The Lone Gunman. Yeah. I watched all of those and those were a lot of fun. And they gave, yeah. if you remember, do you remember how that end ended? No. They, Spoiler alert. They, they, they uh, they ended they, up sacrificing themselves to save, uh, to save a community. Okay. They, they had to lock themselves in a room where a gas was going to escape and they could escape. Yeah, and maybe make it and let the gas leak, or they could stay in and make sure the gas did leak. Yeah, and they stayed in. And they it had, was a very noble ending, yes. and they were even buried in uh, in Arlen Cemetery. The greatest thing about uh, the Lone Gunman was the fact that they had a blonde Getty Lee in it. <laughs> so I was very happy about really? that. Well, he looked a lot. Like oh, okay, forty six. Number forty six uh, again. Too low. Admiral William Adama. Oh yeah, he should Starring be way Edward up there. James almost from the 2003 version of Battlestar Galactica. I, I that would was a say great show, and he was an amazing character. I would rank him higher than John Luke. I would Picard. rank him so much higher than 46 out of 50. Um, yeah, he was the straw that stirred that show. I really drink. should probably watch that Battlestar Galactica. It's on Netflix. You should start episode one and go the first episode. The, I don't know if the uh, the original four Isn't hour a, miniseries. I that thought it starts was a it. six hour miniseries. Maybe it was six. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't start the show without seeing that first because that's what aired first. Yeah, but the uh, the very first episode yeah. is entitled Thirty Three, and that is oh the gosh. most claustrophobic. That what a way to get into the show when Battlestar Galactica first started airing. Uh, they were airing them in uh, in chunks. They were airing two episodes at a time for a while. And um, 33 was followed by uh, another episode where they're like running out of water and it was it was wasn't as good. But the episode 33 is amazing. It is. It is one of those episodes where you are constant. It is constant. Yeah, it is pressure. 
Yeah. Constant. You are. Yeah. It's unrelenting. To tell you anything about it, it would well, ruin it. I'll just say yeah, it's, don't. it's unrelenting. That episode was unrelenting and claustrophobic, like spiritually. Yeah. It was amazing. And that would, what a great way to start a series. Oh my gosh, yes. And that episode, that's one of those that a lot like Fringe kind of had a couple of, not valleys, but it had a couple of, of periods of the show that weren't that weren't a whole lot of fun to watch. You kind of had to push through, but the payoff, the payoff is, is, is absolutely worth it. And that show, that's one of those shows that got better and better as it went along. Okay, on Netflix, there's four seasons of Battlestar Galactica, yes. but it doesn't look like that original miniseries is on here. Okay. I bet you... Oh, wait a second. My bad. Uh, Does it start out with... Season one, it says... Good. Battlestar Galactica miniseries part one, and then the next episode is Battlestar Galactica miniseries part Good two. Good man. And then the third one that yes. they have listed is 33. Yeah, so the I... The next one after that is called Water. I absolutely... So, I absolutely okay, challenge I'm gonna you. I'm going to start. And um, I, I think that you will... I'm I think that you'll it. be very happy that you have been challenged... Should I watch the old Battlestar Galactica for any reason? It's an abomination. It doesn't hold up. I like it's, the old Battlestar Galactica. When we were 11, it was great. Yeah, I would argue do not revisit it. Because okay. it's going to be one of those things where you have a beautiful memory in your head. Mm-hmm. You rewatch that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go away. Yeah. Live with that memory in your heart. It's it's just like going back okay. to revisit like an album you used to really like as a yeah. teenager or even okay. see a movie you used to like and uh. Well, it's amazing how some things like, you know, the original Star Trek series, it still holds up for the most part. Yeah. The technology, you know, we got to give it that one, but the storylines are so strong and the dialogue yeah. is so is so good uh you know that it does hold up, but there's a lot of things from that era that don't hold up, and I think a lot of it has to do with the. It's a lot of those shows that were a reaction to Star Wars do not make it. Um, I, I've got the, uh, the the season series. I bought it for ten bucks at Walmart. The complete Buck Rogers, and um, it's it's fun to watch, but it's not good. Baby dude, <laughs> it's not Baby good, dude. man. Is the entire Battlestar Galactica on here? Yeah. Yeah. Even even there's the uh, very ending. There's a couple of uh, miniseries season that, one, uh, that two, you probably three, don't have. Um, there's a, a miniseries called Razor, I think, uh, which follows the, uh, the other ship, the Pegasus. At the beginning of season oh, four, Razor it's was Razor's part. Yes. One and oh, two. it's all there, brother. That's a that's it's a B storyline to yeah. fill in a, a a summer gap or something. Yeah, the but last, it's it's really good. The last few episodes are Daybreak part one, two, and three. Is yeah. that the is that the final yeah. of the series? And by the way, you're gonna you might get frustrated because you're wondering if it's gonna pay off. And I'm not gonna spoil anything, but I will say that it does pay off. All right, I'm gonna start watching it then. Good well, man. I've been looking for something new to watch. Up it, for debate. Well, yeah, that's part of the fun. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. like Lost let's was like up Lost. for debate. Okay, let's uh, yeah, go. Exa- let's keep thank going you. With that's our that's list. a perfect analogy. Uh number forty five is uh Star Trek D Space Nine's Kira Norris. I loved Kira. I thought she was great. Deep Space Nine was one of was probably my favorite Star Trek series, and that's one of those that thank you Netflix for having it available. I I went back a few months ago and tried to start watching it from like season two, I think, or maybe it was season. It was basically when they introduced um, uh, Worf's character. That's um, season or season. I'm sorry, four. I, I started with season two and I've tried to work my way up. Got about halfway through the season and just kind of stalled. If you, but I really want to watch that series again. That's how. That's how I feel about Voyager. Voyager is okay. my favorite Star Trek series, just because I love the energy of it and I like 
the characters. There's yeah. a lot of times when it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, all episodes are going to have that. But, yeah. man, Voyager for me was always fun. And I, I agree. I just, I like the sci-fi elements of Voyager um, once uh, 709 showed up. Okay, cool. Um, so, um, number... Just skip 44. Number 44. No, this goes right into what I was saying. Um, you want to talk about a great all-time science fiction character from Buck Rogers in the 25th century, the aforementioned Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Hawk. Don't even remember that character. Uh, he was in season two when they were on the spaceship exploring the galaxy. I barely he was, remember. He it. had a bird head, if yeah. you remember. He had like white feather hair head. I love that the picture that they have for it doesn't even really show <laughs> yeah. him. So this is how minor of a character was. The best picture they have of him, and he's not even featured in the picture. Wow. Well, it says here, um, um, how was Buck Rogers' Birdman buddy on this list with just 11 appearances? Um there are two reasons. Um, it's not how long you stay in the air, it's how high you fly, and the power of feathered hair can never be discounted. Um, this is portrayed by Tom Christopher. Um, it says here, Hawk was one of the rare memorable aliens in the years between Star Trek and Star Trek TNG. Yeah, well, here's okay. much better pictures of him on the net. Yes. Uh, would you like number 43? You'll, uh, you'll find him more worthy of a top 50 list. Um, he's a character you may have heard of. His name is Worf. And yes, even when Jean-Luc Picard ordered Worf to let the guests win at Shuffleboard, and he went, oh, all right. It was right, still let's, good. Let's roll. <laughs> Keep going. Did you ever see that? Come what? on, man. Come on, let's I'm go. Keep sorry, going. but wait. Hold on. Hmm? What episode was that? Uh, Love Boat, The Next Generation. Go and research Saturday Night Live. Patrick Stewart, just go. Love Boat, The Next Generation. Greatness. So do we need to say anything about Worf besides maybe 4350 is too low or way too high, depending on uh, how you think if of it. If we're going to best, it's too low. Yes. Well, it took Worf him like three. Be high, much higher. It took a Klingon like three years to win a fist fight. That, he, gets bad, he gets black marks in his uh, I forgot for Trisha Helfer was mm-hmm. in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. I'm definitely watching this now. She wears very um, good clothes. Form-fitting <clears throat> okay, keep uh, going. red dresses. Uh, number 42, this may be my single favorite character in this list, besides Captain Kirk, of course. Um, and I love this guy. And at one point, I had these six episodes on VHS. I would watch them if I had access to them today. And by the way, that series was ahead of its time. I totally, I truly mean that. That is not shock value. The character's name, Max Headroom. I never liked Max Headroom. I loved his his <laughs> counterpart when he wasn't Max Headroom. Yeah, the, the the reporter guy, Matt Frewer. Matt Frewer. Yes, and you're right. That show was ahead of its time. It there was were some way themes ahead of its time. in there that were relevant today about how journalism was all about bro- you know about profit. And well, stuff. and basically the entire world was run by six corporations. And back in those days, in the late '80s, you're thinking, yeah, right. And now, you know what? Um, if it's not that far off, you can see it from here. And I don't want to get into political commentary. But, um, but yes, the, uh, the premise was this is a dystopian world governed by television networks. And uh, Max Headroom uh, crusaded against those television networks. Um, it did have, um, oh gosh, what, it did have a very young and very uh, comely Amanda Pays in it also. She was the girlfriend of uh, the Flash in the Flash TV series. Oh yeah, um, and uh, 
God, Max Headroom Which, was so again, great. If you're if you're looking for shows to revisit, like you yep. have fond memories of the Flash TV yes. series, don't, don't rewatch. I just <laughs> I remember watching the Flash. I tried; it was horrible. Yeah, and it, it, it does not hold well, up. It made me crazy that it took them. You know, it only had like a twelve or thirteen episode run, and it took them nine or ten episodes to have a supervillain in it. And that was Mark Hamill, the trickster. I think there was one other supervillain. I'm trying to remember who it was. But just production um, values low. It's better in your memory. For those of you who've never even heard of Max Headroom, I don't know where you'll find this. Maybe the interweb somewhere. But uh, um, Max Headroom started. Um, he started on Showtime. He was the host of a uh, music video show. So it had nothing to do with this. They decided that they needed to capitalize on the relative fame and popularity of the character Max Headroom. So they created this TV show, which, again, was much deeper and denser and ahead of its time. And I have no idea if the show holds up, but I'll bet it does. So uh, that was number 42. Number 41. Um, I hate to admit I've never heard of this guy. I've heard the name. Um, Tobor One. From Captain Video and his Video Rangers, 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 Rangers. Even make a list. Yeah, I don't. I I know this must have some type of camp value that we're not aware of. Um, yeah. Um, he looks a lot like Robbie the Robot. Uh, By the way, he should be much higher than Tobor. Uh, it's even from the Dumont TV network, which was a failed network back in the fifties. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Back when everybody thought they could sell soap on their networks, and they were wrong. Um, number forty. Way too low on this list, just because you want to talk about setting the pace for for another generation of sci-fi action, whatever. Personally, I like the spinoff show from this better, but number 40 on this list from the $6 million man, yes, Colonel Steve Austin. Yeah. The $6 million man. Down with that. I had had the action figure. I would love to know. Or the doll. It wasn't an action figure. How much? Okay, two things. Uh, How much would it cost them to make the $6 million man today? I'm sure that's out there in the internet somewhere. $6 billion. Yeah, he might be a $6 billion man these days. I always thought it was uh, weird. He only had one robotic leg, right? No, he had two. He had one robotic arm. Okay, okay. Um, One eye and one ear. uh, No, um... He had the ear. Uh, Jamie no, had the had, eye. He had was the, the eye. No, yeah, oh, you're right. Sorry, Jamie, Jamie had, had the, the ear. ear. That's right. That's right. And I just, to this day, I, I'm i afraid to go back. I want to watch The Bionic Woman so much because I loved that show when I was a kid. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. The Fembots and uh, um, uh, what, was, what was his name? The, the bad guy um, uh, who was in the paper chase. I wasn't so much a Ryan O'Neill. No, it was John Westinghouse. That's it. The um, the Sasquatch episodes were always good. Yeah, well, they they had the episode where um, Jamie and uh, and Steve and the Sasquatch had to like gang up together to deliver like the bomb into the volcano to stop the world from exploding. And there were a couple episodes where she had to like go stop, you know, doomsday devices from blowing up the world, and she had to like run a gauntlet of fembots, and and you know, it was basically kind of almost Indiana Jones ish, and that she had to. You know, traps, and, and it was just, I, I, I'm afraid that if I went back and watched it, it wouldn't hold up, and, it, and I don't know if I could take that, because I loved that show so much when I was a kid. And I love the $6 million man, too, but it came out in 74, and it was actually just a little bit before my time. Um, I was, uh, I guess I was six when it came out, and I guess I wasn't quite up to it, but by the time um, uh, The Bionic Woman came out, I was like eight, nine, and I was ready, baby. And um, you want to talk about, um, yeah, 
making a red blood American male uh, rev, that'd be uh, the Bionic Woman. Did you watch the remake on NBC of the Bionic Woman? And it was awful. Uh, I liked it. I watched the first two episodes. I just I, I hated what they did with the you know it's a secret covert government quasi governmental agency, and I just I I don't mind um, uh, Paul, uh, Miguel Ferrer's son. Uh, what's his name? The he was the sour head of the organization. He was just kind of a jerk. I don't and, yeah. He's Miguel Ferrer. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, he was the Emperor uh, Shaddam the Fourth in the uh, David Lynch's Dune movie. So, <laughs> got to sneak that in. Uh, number thirty-nine. Uh, this is for you, Brad. Uh, the character number six from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, okay. Was that Trisha Helfer? That would be the sexy blonde Cylon who manipulates the foolish Gaius Baltar into giving up the information that ends civilization on the planet Caprica. Yes. Cool. Um. And you will, I think you will trip at the evol. The thing that made Battlestar Galactica so great was it truly had an evolution. Ron Moore, Ron Moore, much like J. Michael Straczynski, had a five-year plan that he got to pull off. Cool. And it was really cool to watch it unfold because you don't see what what happens to these characters as the series progresses. You don't see happening at the start. I mean, it's it's it, it takes you along for a roller coaster ride greatness and yeah she's not hard to look at and she's canadian so uh, 28 minutes in she's america's hat by the way um uh, number 38 uh lieutenant commander data oh my okay yeah good um not perfect but darn good um so rock on commander data number 37 um i don't know why this is on the list it does surely doesn't uh belong uh above data but um, Cameron Phillips uh, from hey. Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. That, She's the uh, uh, Summer Glau. She's the, the Terminator. That series Terminator. just failed on so many levels. I agree. I, why that is on here, I don't know. And, I mean, it wasn't terrible. Because she but kicks butt. I need 50. I need 50. Uh, I need 50. I need 50. Yeah, no doubt. Well, but then, why? you know, why is, is Walter at number 50 and she's number 37? Answer me that. Smart guy, because not you. Whoever I'm made the guy this, who wrote list this list was not uh, operating yes. on all cylinders. Um, the the next entry on the list uh, is doesn't really count, but it's on here anyway. Um, it would be uh, hit. He would be Rod Serling. I w- I would argue that he is the story master. He is the yes. MC. He is the one that brings yeah. these stories together. He's the one who's telling you yeah. the story. Well, Rod. Rod Serling absolutely deserves a place on the list of sci-fi greats in television history. Um, I mean, heck, you know, he wrote uh, the Planet of the Apes movie, which was amazing. Big surprise there. Yeah, newsflash, stop the presses. He was good. Um, but, yeah, I guess just the fact that he was the narrator and the creator of the show, and he wrote many of the episodes. Um, but it's kind of a, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of sliding this one in because he wasn't actually an actor or a character in the episodes. He was the moderator. Yeah. Anyway. And I would say that's a character. Uh, number 35, Summer Glau just showed up again as River Tam from Firefly. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, I, would give her, I would give her credit with that character as opposed to Sarah Connor. Yeah, honestly, I don't know why great she show. was number 35 and 7. Uh, this would have done. Um, and uh, I do hope that... Uh, that they weren't just teasing us at SDCC this year and that maybe someday we do get to see more Firefly yeah, episodes. I'll be, be interested. Awesome. It wasn't the greatest show ever, but it was, it was well worth watching. And I really, I really hope they get the, uh, it's better the than gang Star back Trek together. Voyager. 
Um, it's better than Star Trek Jealous. Enterprise. All right, number 34 um, from STTNG. Oh, um, and I got to stop you right here. I hate this. You hate this this entry? I hate this character. Oh, okay. I absolutely hate him. Well, they did some interesting things with Worf? him. It was done by a, no. it was a good character. Barclay? A good actor? No, 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 no. Um, it's not even Riker? really sci-fi because... Wesley Crusher? You'll get it's it. It's not even really sci-fi because basically it was magic. Q? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> yeah. He was good for a while and then... It just they used him too many times. I liked him better. Uh, I liked him better the first time around. His name was Trelane. I, yeah, exactly. I, Peter David wrote a great Star Wars novel. Really, where, where he retconned Trelane in yeah. to the Q continuum, which makes perfect sense. Yep, absolutely dovetails perfectly. I did like that episode on Voyager where you do see his origin and you do see yeah. what because that, that one Q wanted to die. And yeah, and, and so it, David Ogden Steers, yeah. by the way, that was actually I kind of like that, that because Charles got, Emerson Winchester the third. You you saw how these people were struggling. The, the yeah, Q. I mean, because being a god wasn't all it was. I kind of cracked up to be. I kind of like the episode where um, the only basically, episode <laughs> that I really care for. I kind of dug the episode where uh, it was they were the the Q. It was the Q Civil War, and it was basically a Civil War motif. Yeah, okay. no I mean, yeah, I guess. Hey, they had to do that because that's the way the mortals. That's the only way right. humans could understand it. Yeah. Hey, you know, wishes were fishes we'd all ride or something like that. Ben Grimm said that once. It still means a lot to me. Okay, this makes me crazy. Number thirty-three makes me insane because this is not number thirty-three out of fifty. This is a top five character, and how he's this low on the list, it almost makes me angry. Um. I mean, I just... I Just say I'm, it. I'm apoplectic, okay? Can I use that word? You have to build up, Brad. Just say it. Okay, number 63 is The Doctor. 33. Number 33, thank you. The Doctor. From Doctor Who. Oh, I thought you meant The Doctor from Star Trek Voyage. <laughs> no, uh-uh. <laughs> Bashir. <laughs> the EMH. Yeah. Which Doctor Who? All of them. I've never seen in, one in episode Toto. of Doctor Who. 11 actors have played The Doctor. Um, I wasn't so much the BBC stuff for me doesn't hold up too well, but I do love the new revamped one. Um, well, the old ones, uh, you have to get past incredibly low budgets, videotape and uh, special effects on a shoestring budget. Yeah, um, I've always been one of those people that for me, Doctor Who is best when it's in space in the future with epic storylines. Doctor Who has always had a tendency to they'll do some episodes you know, in the future, some episodes that are wild and have epic, you know, uh, uh, storylines. And they'll have some episodes where they'll, they'll be like in 1880s Victorian, you know, or 1780s, 1680s Victorian London. Um, they'll do a lot of episodes in the past along the future. And uh, by the way, if you haven't seen the reboot, um, much like Battlestar Galactic, you're missing out because the series started out with Christopher, Christopher Eccleston um, six years ago. And then uh, David Tennant took over, and he lasted for three years. And um, now uh, Matt Smith has just finished his second season, and we're looking forward to his third season. And somehow it has gotten better and better and better. I thought uh, Christopher Eccleston was a very interesting choice to play the Doctor when they rebooted it after a uh, almost a 20-year absence. Uh, from uh, The great Sylvester McCoy uh, finished the run in 88, and then it was up until... Uh, um, I said uh, the mid two thousands when they finally rebooted it, so it had a Star Wars like gap of you know fifteen plus years uh, that it was off air. 
Um, Christopher Eccleston was very interesting and good. David Tennant, by the time his run was over, I was convinced that David Tennant was tied with Tom Baker for the best Doctor Who ever. And I'm starting to rethink my position because Matt Smith took a while to grow on me, but he is amazing. And I finally gotten over the fact that he looks kind of weird. So anyway, um, dang you, writer of this article, you missed uh, you missed by about thirty places the rightful position of the Doctor on this uh, list. Okay. Um, I, I have yes. to check on this, Hit but me. how many episodes of Doctor Who do you think there are total? Oh, God. Uh, I don't know. Um, it depends, too. I mean, it, it used I, to be... I'm going to Wikipedia, well, and I'm going used to, to be, all episodes. Okay, it used to be in a serialized format, so one episode would have four, three, four, or six parts. So, is that counted well, as six episodes? It, they are counting the each episode uh, individually, so, like... If it took four episodes oh to do one yeah, show, that's then, four episodes. then that's one episode. I'm Oh, that's one episode. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm completely guessing, but I would say 400. 784. Wow. That's a lot of Doctor Who, boys. It's been on the air since 1963. It is almost at its 50th anniversary. Next year, 50th anniversary. Doctor Who's been around 50 great years. Um Number 32, Uh, Brad will appreciate this. Um, This character is not named after an earth, wind, and fire. uh, Excuse me. Yes, not named after an earth, wind, and fire uh, album, song, title. Song. (laughs) Do you remember? That's right. (laughs) 21st night of September. September. One of the observers from Fringe. September. He's a great character. And he is a great character. He's He's it's interesting to me that, that he's this high on the list just because he's been kind of a bit part. Well, Until I think recently. He's a very important part, but, yeah. he's, but he's been a, he's a, been a role epi- player. Well, not he, but an observer has been in every episode. Yeah, okay, yes. I think this is, this is a, like in the uh, lower 30s, upper 20s, because he, he's a fringe character, isn't he? He's a small character, but yeah. you can grab Pun intended. He's a Pun fringe character. I get it. But and yeah, I and it. He, I, this is a perfect place for him. I think that's great. You recognize it, yeah. how important he is. I loved what what Fox was doing with with the the Observer when Fringe first started out. You mm-hmm. saw him like on the sidelines at NFL football games. Oh, you really? Saw him on American Idol. Okay, yeah, it was really cool. Like he was everywhere. Sweet. Yeah, it was really cool. What a great gig that would be too. Now you just you're just in the audience. Yeah, you need to keep the hat on. Yeah. Um, number thirty one. Uh, again, I think really? it's really it's too high compared to the other characters. It could have been um, she and Adama should be flip flopped at best. Um, number thirty one is President Laura Roslin from Battlestar Galactica. Okay, l- l- let me say this: she's about one her. of the annoying characters, in my opinion. No, I think she's a good character, but uh, and and she is important to the series. Yeah, but absolutely. She is very forgettable in the series when you compare the other characters that are in the show. Yeah, she, I agree. She plays an important role. But out of all the characters, I could forget her. Yeah, and um, yeah, I agree. And um, her story is not a happy one either. Um, basically, she's she's uh, uh, she's merely uh, like one of the cabinet members. She's like the secretary of education when the series starts. But because um, I mean, she she really is. She's the secretary of ed- education. Right place, and when, right time. Yeah, when. Everything else gets blown up. She is thrust into the role of the presidency, and she has to make very hard decisions because there's nobody above her to take this on. And so it's, again, 
she's one of these characters that has a really cool character arc, but I think pretty much without exception, all the characters on Battlestar Galactica are treated very well by the writers. And they're all they're all done right. Anybody who acted on that show has to know that they had an amazing acting experience working with Ron Moore and his cats. Uh, number 30, again, does this belong on the list? Um, Sarah Connor. I not, would say I would say yeah. No, no, not, no, no, no. Not oh. Linda Hamilton. Yeah, no, does not. Right. Does not. This is uh Lena Hetty. As fine as she is, yeah. she does not belong on this list. Yeah. I liked her in three hundred. Oh yeah. Um but uh but and yeah. she's a decent actress, but not yeah. a compelling enough character to be on this list. Could not agree more. Number twenty nine. Uh too low, maybe? You tell me. Um another doctor. This one. Dr. David Banner. I think that's a good place for him. That's probably good. Bill Bixby. This is Bill Bixby's yeah. David yeah. Banner, yes. Um, he uh, he did a great job with this role. Um, I always had an issue. Uh, my, my buddy Kenny, um, he had a theory, and I think it was not so much a theory. It was like, uh, it was scientific fact that he said the Hulk will show up seven minutes into every episode <laughs> and 51 minutes into every episode. Huh. <laughs> So go back and check it out. Well, actually, you may be right. No, I think he's right because uh, uh, back in college, I took a TV screenwriting. Okay, and one of the genres we did was, uh, you know, TV dramas. Yeah, and at certain story beats, certain things have to happen. Right. Okay. And so my teacher said, "So as someone name a show, any show. So someone I don't know, yeah. Falcon Crest. So he goes, okay, Falcon Crest. I haven't seen the episodes coming on tonight. Here's what's going to happen at these minutes." Story wow. beats, not yeah. character happening, yeah. but you know, resolution resolve, you know, yes. appears and stuff like that. We went in, we watched it. Gosh dang, nailed it! And since then, you just know where the stuff. I know where the story beats are going to happen. Yeah, and it's just like, all right, well, this is where we have to get <laughs> the pro. The problem needs to be presented within the first five minutes. Yes, and, you know, um, uh, the investigation has to happen within these minutes, and the resolution has to come here. And it's fascinating. Yeah. Your, your, uh, your friend was totally right. Yeah. And um, uh, while Kenny uh, was a near genius um, at, in math, uh, I think that uh, it was more observational than, uh, than, than statistical. Um, okay, you're going to like number 28. And you may think this character is too low, Brad. Uh, this is the first character to show up on this list from that, that little old show called Lost. And this character's name is... Benjamin Linus. Oh yeah. Is he a cold-blooded villain or a visionary with good intentions? It's never. Quite Is he sci-fi? Clear. I would. I guess Lost would count I, as sci-fi. It's it's fantasy. Fringy, it's fringy sci-fi, but I'll give it to you. I mean, just because there's. And when I say fantasy, I'm not talking unicorns and right. princes. I'm talking. That's too I bad. would call it science fiction with time travel and mm. and a, okay a, the the time travel yeah that helps a, yeah. A, an island that hops places yeah there are machines involved and, okay sci-fi and mystical smoke monsters yeah okay I would say he needs to be a little higher on the list though yeah I kind of figured uh, you would think that I don't have a problem with that who you bump off I don't know um, okay uh, number twenty seven this character annoyed the heck out of me he does belong in this list I would place him lower um, from uh, from not the movie, which was an abomination, even though it had Gary Oldman in it, but from the TV show, Lost in Space, Doctor, another Doctor, Dr. Zachary Smith. Um, the thing about him was, the thing about that show was, when that show was, the first season of that show was black and white, it was 
pretty ominous and spooky and borderline horror. I mean, it was it was a freaky situation these people were in, yes. and it was serious. And um, he was a true villain um, at the start of the show. I mean, he was the one who sabotaged um, the Jupiter Two systems, and then he was trapped aboard. Um, um, but as the series uh, moved into its second, third, and did it have a fourth season, I forget which, but as it moved to uh, color, the show became camp, and it became very hard to watch. And, and as a kid, you know, you're six years old, you're eight years old, you're whatever, it's on reruns, you can't help but watch it. But um, I always thought the black and white episodes were really good, and the color episodes were really hard to take. Three seasons. Three seasons, okay. That makes perfect sense. And uh, and, and I, I totally mm-hmm. agree with that because it had this, this sinister feel. Yeah. Much like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, yeah. It was just dark and foreboding. And then whatever that key change was where I guess they go, hey, we got to make this show funny or we're losing the kids. And so they they turned Dr. Smith into yeah. a goof. They turned him into comic relief. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was it was hard to take. Um, um so I always wondered what uh, the actor Jonathan Harris uh, thought about that, um, as he became bumbling and insipid as opposed to being calculating and evil. Um, he became Frank Burns. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He became Frank Stinking Burns. Holy cow, man! Now, uh, uh, interesting uh-huh. piece of trivia. You know, theme Hit song me. to uh, Lost in Space. Yeah, composed by John Williams. Really. Yeah. I wonder if that was one of his first works. Uh, in, in the show credits, I believe he's Johnny Williams. Really? Yeah. How it's very he interesting. Was younger. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'm glad that a character from that show is on this list. Um, um, I don't know who else it would have been. I think uh, Robot. If I had to choose, I would have. I mean, Robbie the Robot. Well, not Robbie the Robot. Well, robot. you're right. Robbie the Robot was in. Um, um, oh my gosh! I can't believe I'm forgetting. This is one of my favorite movies, uh, Forbidden Planet. Yeah. And that that creation was what they used basically in Lost in Space, but they didn't call him Robbie. Um, man, I want That makes me want to see. Uh, makes me want to see that movie again so bad. <laughs> that was a great movie, by the way. Sorry, we're talking about TV shows here, not movies. Um, number twenty six in the list. I just I kind of went. Um, Okay, if you say so. How this character is above the Doctor and Captain Colonel Adama and and you know Walter from Fringe, I don't know. But uh, Diana from the original 1983 uh, television series V. Um, I don't even remember that character. I don't remember her either, and I watched that show. But I watched that show 30 years ago when it was on, yeah. and I have never watched it since. Uh, um, I don't know if you guys gave the time of day to the reboot. I... I I watched a couple minutes here and there, but I always that much like much like when Firefly was on, I just had this this gut feeling that there's no way they're going to let the show last. So I didn't bother because I figured I'm just going to get into it and they're going to cancel it. And sure enough, I was right. I got into it and it was boring. Oh, that's too bad. Even with Marina Baccarin. Yeah, because I think Marina Baccarin may be playing this relative what, character. Firefly was boring. No, no, no. V, no. The reboot. Right. Yeah. Oh. Um, Okay, so who is this? I don't know. Diana Jane Badler. Um, she's the high commander of the visitors. That was her care. That was her actor name. All right. So, um, uh, oh wow. Okay. So I didn't realize this. Um, her character returns in the 2009 reboot of V, and she continues to plot and scheme. Though this time against the new high commander, her daughter Anna. 
played by Morena Baccarin. Very interesting. Okay, uh, number 25. Halfway through this list, we'll try to speed it up if we can. Number 25, I think this character is also a little too low. I, I hated this character, but you can't, you can't deny his importance to this genre and this TV show. We're 46 minutes in. Does that mean we're going to go another 46 minutes? I hope minutes? not. Dr. Gaius Baltar is number 25 on the list. From what? From Battlestar Galactica. The reboot. Uh, uh, okay. Probably the you, most important character in the show. Yeah, and you have no idea what we're talking about yet, but okay. you will hate him, you will appreciate him, you will hate him again, you will grudgingly like him, you'll hate him again, and then you will understand uh the you understand the importance of this character's arc to everything. Okay. Um a narcissistic chameleon who is as mesmerizing as he was despicable. Number twenty four, this makes me crazy because he sh- they should flip flop these at least. Um again from Doctor Who uh, Doctor Who's Moriarty, uh, his uh, David Robert Jones, the master, um, most recently played by uh, the underrated Ta- John Sim, who if you are a British TV fan, you know, and if you are not, you don't. Um, uh, he's a fellow Time Lord, and it says right here he's a Professor Mori- Moriarty-type villain for the Doctor, and he absolutely is, but he's not a better character than the Doctor. Um, I would suggest just for time yeah. s- sakes, uh, let's just mention the last few up to the last five okay and then well, comment on the last five all right well let me let me go through this as fast as possible uh-huh. then okay number 23 is quinn mallory from sliders that was an underrated series it's netflixable um you should watch it even though the last uh, season is sci-fi that just trashed it the last season um number 22 is scully from the x-files again something you haven't seen but she absolutely belongs in this list um, she was amazing. She looks a lot like uh, uh, my sister, by the way. Number 21, how is this character too low? This is one of the reasons I couldn't just do top 10. Number 20 on the, on the list, live long and prosper. Spock? Mr. Spock is number 21 he should be on the a top five. list. Way too low. He, Way like, too low. He, like the Doctor, is a top five That's character. ridiculous. And there's, a, there's one or two characters in the top five that I don't think deserve to be there, That's by ridiculous. the way. So I, I don't think we have to tell you why Mr. Spock deserves to be higher. Number, he doesn't crack the top 20. Who does crack the top 20 is Commander Samantha Sam Carter from Stargate SG-1. Whatever. She was a good character. There's no way that Spock is not <laughs> I know, man. better than this. <laughs> yeah. This I told Stargate? you. There was a, yes. There's a couple of points where you're just going to roll your eyes this list. This is one of those. All right. She, right. She's above Spock. Number 19. Um, I think he deserves to be about where he is in this list. Um, uh, this character is lazy, unkempt, and reeking of lager. Um, David Lister from Red Dwarf. Great series. Yes. Is that, Check yes. it out. Is that Rowan Atkins' character? No. It's no. Is Red Dwarf. Okay. Yes. No, Rowan Atkinson was in Red Dwarf. Oh, which, oh, who was he? Mr. Bean? Yeah. That's Rowan remember, Atkinson. I don't, I don't remember him being in Red Dwarf. I don't remember it either. Oh, maybe I'm very wrong. Um, Could be very, very wrong. So Lister's character... He is accidentally left in stasis after a radiation leak, and uh, he's left in stasis for oh, three million years. Um, he awakens to find himself the last human, as far as he knows, in the entire universe. Um, and it's, yes, Red Dwarf, I'm sure plenty of... Now, those who are, are younger, you college-age kids, you may have never seen it, and uh, you should go out and check it out. Um, Every, everything that is, that is funny about sci-fi... Yes is in this show it's like it's it's like the geeks yeah 
inside joke show. Yes. Because there's so many just little inside funny jokes. Yeah. That's one of those I have a hard time uh, separating it from Blake 7. And Blake 7 is one of those I really want to see someday. Uh, though I know it doesn't end well. Um, okay, number 18 on this list. Maybe this is just me. Yeah, I know it's just me. I know it's just my my particular weird fanboy man crush love. But uh, this character is a top five for me personally. Um, from my favorite sci-fi show of all time. Yes, I know what I'm saying. And I'm not. It's not shock value. I mean it. My boy John Crichton from Farscape. Again, more than Star Trek. If I could take one, maybe it's because I've seen every original Star Trek episode so many times. I could repeat them to. Uh, okay. Um, you know, it's like you maybe you're, you've got a favorite album, but you don't ever need to listen to it again because it's permanently in your head. Right. Um, uh, maybe that has something to do with it. But if you said. Going to Desert Island, you can take one season set, one sci-fi show. Okay. This is the one I would pick. And, again, no shock value. I really mean it. I love that show to death. And Crichton, he's another one of those characters. He has a good arc. Um, I love the fact that he basically that, that he and his crew basically become feared throughout the galaxy by the time the show's over. Um, number 17, I don't agree with this. But at least, at least they're not putting him on there for uh, um, Captain Archer. Uh, yes, it's Dr. Sam Beckett, another doctor from Quantum Leap. Oh. Yes. And um, uh, that's one of those shows that I watched a couple episodes of. I found it underwhelming and basically unfulfilling. And I understand why people liked it. But for me, it was never my cup of tea. Uh, number 16, you're going to love this, Brad. This may be your favorite entry on the list. Yes, Captain Catherine Janeway from Voyager. Uh, okay. Now, wait a second. No Hold on. Stop. Stop. Be, Stop. There is Shut no up. reason she Stop. should be on this list Shut at up. all. Stop. Why She's is the worst she... Star Trek captain. Shut up. Why is she ahead of Spock? I have no idea. Exactly. She shouldn't be. It's crazy. I love Voyager. Okay? I love Voyager. I that this I did does too. not make any sense. It, it why makes me wonder here. what is your criteria for top She's the 50? worst Star Trek captain ever. She may be worse than Archer. Yeah, worse than Archer. She See, uh she is my she Women should gumption. not be captains. She oh she boy, I'm not gumption. following you down that uh, rat hole. Brad at half hour wasted com women should not be captains and of I no love, not acceptable i love voyager for the amount of fun i had watching it but she should not be this high on the right. oh my god no i i honestly um i'm with you frank love the show but i don't think she should be on this top 50 list sorry yeah not top 50 sorry miss mulgrew except for except for season the year of hell oh my gosh yes that was great that was a wonderful episode okay the greatest star trek episode this yep. guy, uh, number 15 on the list, is in about, I think he's in about the right spot. I could maybe even move him a couple notches up. Uh, he, would, he would be near top 10 um, from what at the time was one of the greatest two sci-fi shows uh, ever. Um, thank you, J. Michael Straczynski, for the five-year arc that you almost got to complete. You did, and then you had to pat it out a little bit. Not your fault, JMS. Um, John Sheridan. Sheridan, great, go. great, fantastic, wonderful character. Oh my god! Absolutely belongs on this list. Oh yeah, and, and like I said, I think he he probably belongs in the top ten. Um, I would agree. I mean, he starts out just Ooh. a regular captain. Yeah, and actually, he, I've actually never seen an episode of of uh, Battlestar. Battle on five. Battle on five. Are you serious, Frank? Yeah. I have all the DVD sets. Okay, I'll borrow it. Um. Yeah, if, if he's going to watch make, Battlestar Galactica, you need to watch Battle on Five, homie. Make yourself watch all of season one. I have never been. I've never been yes. opposed to it. 
It's just one of those things that are on the back burner. Make yourself watch all of season one. Yeah. I don't care how badly you want to stop watching. I watch promise anyway. you it is worth it because episodes, I'm sorry, seasons two, three, and four mm-hmm. will make you want to. You will. That you wanted to. Put it this way. Let's put it this way. But I mean, it's just amazing. Seasons three and four, you'll need to probably wear an adult diaper. Two, while three, watching. and four. Oh, well, I agree. Uh, but two. Yeah, there's parts there's parts of season two that are amazing, but um, two almost sets up what pays off in seasons three and four. Frank, seasons three and four are are set up in the pilot episode. Stuff from the pilot episode pays off in three and four. It's just oh my gosh. Yep, I'm looking it up on streaming right now. The um, it's not streaming. No, which is a drag. I've got season, I've got uh, the seasons two, three, and four. Um, in there but i don't have seasons one nor five and you could you could honestly you you could almost not watch season five but if you don't watch seasons uh one through four you're you're cheating you should probably watch the two hour um pilot i have seen that but it's been so long i should probably watch it again how many years was that it was like a a good year or two a couple of years i watched the pilot and i went what yeah i'm not so sure about this but i promise you stuff in the pilot is comes back it comes back at the end it's just so good yeah well and again it's it's a guy much like ron moore in battlestar galactica jms has a five-year plan and at the time i don't think the record's been broken but he wrote how many episodes in a row did he write basically nobody he didn't have any proxies doing this for him he did the heavy lifting himself i think there are a couple episodes that he didn't write in the first two seasons but i think i want to say for Episode was like, season three, four, and five. He wrote every one of them. He wrote at least fifty-one episodes in a row, yeah. which it was unheard of at the time. And so hey, it's, you can it's, watch them on the WB. It's uh, website. Seriously, it's really. One, yeah, I'm looking for it right now. And you know what? Honestly, uh, the, the, they may be better quality because my one, my one beef. I don't know. Do you know the blue? Do they have Blu-rays? No. Okay, because the DVDs are frankly, it's like the Farscape DVDs. They're not great transfers. You see They're a lot decent. of. They're you see decent. a lot of you see a lot of grain and noise. In, decent in enough. It. Oh, it's definitely good enough to watch. Okay, so number that was number fifteen. Yeah, number, you can watch the first two seasons online. Sweet. Um, Make sure you watch the in the beginning movie. Yep. Um, number fourteen. Uh, no arguments here, other than the fact that he should probably also be top ten. Mm. Oh, we know he should be top ten. Um, Captain Surrender himself, Jean Luc Picard. I would say he's the top ten. Yeah, I, I would too. Top fifteen. Well, he he belongs about where he is in the list. I you could absolutely make an argument that he deserves to be higher. Oh wait, he's fourteen. Oh, that, that's perfect. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he's right where he needs to be. Okay, okay, yeah. Um. Anyway, um. So Picard, enough said. Um. Number thirteen. I don't get this a bit. Um. I'm sorry. Uh. I don't understand why he's on the list. Uh. When Spock is number 21 and number 13 is John Lithgow's Dr. Dick Solomon from Third Rock from the Sun. Is there a window in your house I can smash? Because um, I really want to do that right now. I know. Now. Please don't. Um, uh, I just, you know, I'd rather have Joseph Gordon-Levitt on this that list. That was a great show. It was a good show, yeah. But it was funny. He's not number 13, I'm sorry. No, he's not. So we're going to ignore him. Number 12 also I, is going to make you spit up. One of my favorite gags. I didn't yes. watch the show a lot, but there was one where John Lithgow met a character who looked exa- who was him, 
but looked exactly like him. And, and, okay. and Dick Solomon goes up and goes, you are beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was great. That's my favorite line. Um, okay, uh, number uh, 12 uh, also makes me crazy. Um, good character on the show, but not the stink. And movie but this is this is about the show not not uh the movie not the abominable movie that was uh produced uh to capitalize on it. um a character named a character named beldar conehead ah I mean, dan Aykroyd. A, yeah that's a skit i mean but it's it's, it's still a, comedy it's it's uh you want to put him as number 47 just to get him on the list and give throw him a bone i get that yeah but number 12 really yeah so spock is 21 he's 12 i'm just i'm just making sure i got this right yeah yeah so anyway i'm i am thinking that the person who made this list did certain things like put spock where he did yeah so his comments would be very high on his on oh his yeah blog so oh, yeah. people will go to it yeah go, make sure not what to do an outrage yeah don't do the list correctly so you'll have uh you'll have opinion one way or the other um number 11 this character deserves to be on the list i could easily see him being in the low teens or the 20s or the early 30s um because this character is um television's version of superman not You're dean leaving? kane not dean kane bye but tom welling Playing Clark Kent from the TV show Smallville, it had it had some I fun episodes. Comment. I I would say I I agree with Bill. If you're gonna put him on the list, way up there. I can't. Comment. Yeah, he's not. Again, he's not. And I guess we're gonna say this eleven more times, or at least ten more times. But when Spock is number twenty-one, this guy is not number eleven. You know who needs to be higher than him? Like the guy who played Lex Luthor in that series. Yeah, Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, he was. Good. Yeah, um, I I don't have a problem with that. Uh, um. I mean, it was an interesting show. It was just way too soap opera-y for me. You know, it was it was Dawson's Creek with yeah, a dude yeah. who was strong, basically. Um, and the and as they tried, they got into the later seasons and they tried to create the Justice Society. And I love that. Episode. Um, I I really appreciate them trying, but uh, the execution left to left things to be desired. I'm just glad we had Doctor Fate. He's like my favorite. I know. He was played by another character from Stargate, by the way. Okay, number 10. We have reached the top 10, boys, and we're only like an hour and a half into this episode. Um, number 10, I understand how he how he belongs. I wouldn't put him in the top 10. That's just me. Um, from another sitcom, this one from 1963, Martin O'Hara, my favorite Martian. Not top 10. Sorry. Yes. Um uh, you know, I don't have a whole lot to say about this besides because I watched a handful of these episodes when I was a kid. It was never one of those that aired regularly when I was a child. So I've seen I've seen a, a little tiny bit of it, but enough to tell you that no, not for me. Not number 10. Uh, number nine. Uh, I have never seen this and I will have to take this. Uh, this guy's word for it. It could be a girl. I don't know who wrote this. Uh, I haven't looked at it. But uh, number nine is uh, from a 1967 British series called The Invaders, David Vincent. And um, eight people worked on this list. Say what? Eight people worked on this oh, list. Oh, okay. So it was a... Uh, this is a compiled list. Okie dokie dokie dokie. Um, I'm beginning to think it's not ranked. It's just a list well, of Well, no. Characters. I mean, look at number one. And uh, when we get to number one, you'll understand this list uh, at least got that part right. <laughs> anyway, so uh, 
David Vincent from The Invaders. It says, in the pre-dawn hours of a foggy Cold War morning, a weary architect named David Vincent pulled off the road to rest his hooded eyes. When he opened them, he was staring into a glowing nightmare. The UFO landing was part of a cloaked invasion, but Vincent, the taciturn and intense Roy Thins, is made an outsider by his beliefs and a target. So, okay. All right, there we go. Number eight. Um, this is an abomination. Why he's on the list, I don't know. Uh, stick him at number 50 if you have to. Um, but uh, really. And, and they didn't get the right character from the show, by the way, either. Um, from the underrated Dark Angel mainly because Jessica Alba was like 18 at the time or something, and that's awesome. Um, Logan Kale, the boyfriend in the wheelchair. Are you kidding? I wish I was. No, he's, he's still there. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I don't get it. Now, Jessica Alba's character, oh, yeah, she's not top ten. But this guy is number eight. It just it, it does make me wonder if Frank is on to something here. Um, but if they just listed them, that'd be one thing. But this is listed as eight of 50. So I don't know. All right. I'm sorry. I'm reading the comment section. You're reading ahead. Reading. Okay. And one of the comments is by a character named uh, Tobar68. And it says in all caps, finally, recognition. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, number seven. This character is, is very... They got it close. This character is absolutely a top five in my in my book. Absolutely a top five. He's up there with Kirk and Spock and Crichton. And there was someone else I said. I forget who. But I, I would put him top 20, but not five. I Did you watch this show when it aired? Yeah, I did as a kid. Okay. I, I mean, I guess... Jesus out of me. I, didn't, I didn't watch it when it aired because, it was, because I was three when it first started airing. But, man, it would be on Saturday nights on the, the CBS late night movie. Kolchak, the Night Stalker. Never saw it. Um, this is on Netflix, I believe. Uh, because I've... Show, unless it's one of those where Netflix has the show and then it loses it or whatever. I, I, w- I would venture to guess it would not hold up. No, it's it's not bad because this show was not about special effects. This show was about atmosphere and his crustiness. Um, Carl Kolchak, by the way, is absolutely the inspiration for the X-Files. From the word go, I could tell that, that the X-Files was homaging the Night Stalker. Um, this show was basically Monster of the Week, but it's starring a cranky and crusty Carl Kolchak. And the great thing about this show was that Every episode, he would run into a monster of some sort. He was a newspaper reporter, and he worked for kind of a, a, a B-rate newspaper. Um, but every episode, he would meet this monster. He would write this long newspaper story, and then his boss, Vincenzo, would refuse to print it. <laughs> because, I, you know, what, you're going you're gonna to print a story about vampires living in Seattle or Chicago or whatever? It's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And it would make him insane every episode. It was the show was funny and it was scary. And Carl Kolchak, thank you, Darren McGavin, uh, with with all due respect to the father in a Christmas story. This is his greatest role. And he was amazing in it. Let's see. It is streaming. Amazing. Night and you know what? 20 episodes, 1974. Not every episode is great, but it is well worth seeing, man. Dang it. See it. Um Okay, number six belongs in the list. I never really got into it, but I understand why he's where he is. 
I would have dropped him uh, six or ten spots down the list. I would have had him probably in the top 15, but not, not number six. Uh, number six, and I think this is kind of one of those things where they're trying to be punny because number six is number six. Not Trisha Helfer from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, but, I, I jumped ahead. But uh, uh, Patrick McGowan from BBC's The Prisoner. Um, and that was a really cool series, man. It, it, I didn't watch every episode. I watched I watched the whole series. It is trippy. It is weird. Yeah. It does not hold up. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it is giant inter- beach it is, balls, really. It yeah. is interesting to watch once. Okay. And maybe even you know watch a couple episodes here and there and then jump to the final episode where it's... Yeah. Where you see the resolution. Okay. And see, I've never seen the resolution. Okay. I don't know how it ends. Well, the resolution is questionable. Okay. Much like you are left scratching your head and it is Dang up it. to much debate. Okay. It's a cult show. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it was the the episodes I would see, I, I, I have always been intrigued by what the heck is going on here, which is why I like... Grant Morrison, Frank Herbert. <laughs> you know, it's like, that, uh, I, I don't mind being confused by things generally. If you recall, AMC yeah. created a, a pilot. They, they brought it back for a little while. They did, yes. And, I, and I, it got panned. Oh, no. Well, I could, I could see why. There were only 17 episodes, if Frank didn't mention it. I think he did. Okay, we're up to the top five, boys. Um, the top five is pretty worthy. Uh, number five, Fox Mulder. Hard to argue with that absolutely a classic character um his character arc was not as well done as the battlestar galactica characters um i didn't like him personally as much as Crichton, but absolutely absolutely he he belongs way up on this list he's absolutely a top 10 i don't mind anybody arguing he's top five top three um uh so for fox Mulder, his quest to find the truth begins with his sister's abduction when he was much much younger she was abducted by aliens basically that's what he believes and uh, his catchphrase his catchphrase became basically a minor cultural touchstone uh i want to believe mm. that's where that came from I heard that yep number four um good character does not belong at number four absolutely does not he also 20s 30s is fine not number four um from spinoff from doctor who i actually liked his character a lot better in the doctor who series but he was spun off to his own series called torchwood and we're speaking of captain jack harkness um he's a former time traveling con man now an immortal hero full of flash and flirtation confidence charisma and guile um he's also uh he also doesn't mind who he snogs with those who are british uh, know what i'm talking about but um it's no matter how enlightened you are or how much you uh are okay with people's sexuality or whatever it's kind of off-putting to see him absolutely make out with another dude and he also would make out with a girl too he's basically he just doesn't care who and uh, I don't know. I, I'm sorry that that's the point I'm bringing up about this character. He's a good character, but again, I think on Doctor Who, he was a really fun character. And Torchwood, if you've ever watched Torchwood, it also is streaming on Netflix. Um, that show is not much fun. I'm going to go to Chick fil A. <laughs> Tell them you love Captain Jack Harkness's character from Torchwood and see if they give you a, they give you a free meal upgrade or something. Okay. 
Okay, boys, we're into the top three. It's almost over. You've almost made it through. And and all of you listeners, you done good. Stick with us. We're almost there. Number three, I don't think uh, Brad will have a problem with this. Um, top three, questionable, but he's right up here. Um, from that same show that gave us number 35, uh, Captain Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly. Number three of all time. He belongs on the list, not at number three. I think I would drop him um, down to um, 8, 10, 12, somewhere I'd say in there. he's in the teens. Yeah. Um, 20s, maybe. He's a good character, but he doesn't belong at number three. He's, he's okay. like, it's like if Han Solo got his own TV series. That's who he is. You know? Yeah. He's, I, yeah. I think maybe he's, not this high, but definitely on. I think list. he's really good. I, I would probably rank him higher than Mr. Brad does, according to what Brad just said. Top but, 10. Yeah, I, I, I think. I, Based I would, on all these characters, top ten. I, I would put him probably top fifteen. Um, number two again, good character, but really, Spock's number twenty-one, and Lieutenant Kara Starbuck Thrace is number two. Starbuck from the Starbuck new from the new Battlestar Galactica is the second. Is is the, the? I mean, there's only one sci-fi character in all of television history who's better than. Starbuck? Nope. Wrong. She has an she has an incredible arc, like all the characters in Battlestar Galactica. But we've already established that Ron Moore took care of every single character in that show. He did right by every single character in that show, whether you liked what happened to them or not. She was one of that ensemble, and she was really good. And I don't mean to take a thing away from that show, other than to say she ain't number two. There's just too many people number two, and and by now. If you haven't figured out who number one is, yeah, it's got to be. The, hang it's got to be the one. Hang up your geek cred. If it's um, not this, I literally. Do you need a patch? No, 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 no. Um, just keep talking. If it's not this person, I will. This will be the last episode of Half Hour Wasted I ever do. I think you're safe. Number one. Um, Can we get a drum roll? Yes, number one. On. Thank you. You want, yeah. I mean, do you want to give a little background on? I got it. Um, okay. Again, this is a series. Uh, this is, I, you know, I can, I can, you know, we can pussyfoot around this a little bit. That's it's going to be it. fairly Here obvious. Um, again, from the 1960s, um, a character from a massive cult smash sensation, um, a character that you can still see in reruns today. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, more, yeah. Uh, I mean, he was kind of a. I mean, he was the emotional backbone of this show. Yes. Yeah. Um. Um. He provided the moral sense of this show. And should I go ahead? Yeah, I ladies and gentlemen, good. Alfred from Batman. Yes. That's Alfred not. from Batman, yeah, no, come, on, not, come on, come Brad. on, Brad, Alfred from Batman. I'm done. He is the greatest science. I'm done. Last episode I've ever been on. I'm done. <laughs> we didn't make it to 300. This sucks. <laughs> no, obviously. Can I say it? <laughs> of course, yeah. please do. It's got to be James Tiberius of Kirk. Of course, it course is. It is. <laughs> yes. Nice job. And I think, <laughs> I think it's well deserved. I mean, he he oh, yeah. started this phenomenon. Yeah. Of, of science fiction geekery. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. For, Forbidden Planet was great. Um, Lost in Space got mm-hmm. the jump on Star Trek by a year or two. 
Um, yeah, but you don't see Lost but, in Space conventions. No, no, I totally, dude. I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, now, imagine what would have happened if if it hadn't gone to Kirk. What was the uh, on the pilot, the original captain? Uh, uh, well, it was Pike. Kip Pike, Captain Kip. Christopher Pike. So, um, can you imagine? I mean, what how life would be different if William Shatner never got this role and it was Christopher Pike the whole time? It'd be a different. It would be so different. And you know what? I believe in in the uh, the multiverse theory, the many universes uh, theory. There, there is not just one. There are multiple alternate universes where Captain Pike, where the executives NBC liked him and said go for it, and didn't make him redo the pilot where no man has gone before with a fresh new actor named William Shatner. And so yes, there's a uh, Jeffrey. Um, oh, Bill, what's his name? Jeffrey, the character that played Chris, the actor that played Christopher Pike. Oh, I'm afraid I don't know. Jeffrey something or other. I'm so sorry, Jeffrey, what fill in last name here. So, but could you imagine? I mean, just... Okay, this is a character... Kirk is the man. This is a character who got all the ladies. This is a character with as high a luck role... It doesn't matter what color Indiana. their skin was either. Yeah. This is go a, to Chick-fil-A. This is the one character in the history of cinema who is luckier than Indiana Jones. Okay? This is a character... Who was able to talk machines into killing themselves? Okay, I don't know how. How? Yeah, I just words do not describe the greatness of Captain Kirk. Now, he was even greater in season one when he was all buff, man. And every episode, especially the first twelve, they give him the highlight. Captain Kirk. <laughs> but by the third season, he had a little paunch, and his sideburns were a little long, and you know. Uh, it's, uh, it's okay, but man, season one, Captain Kirk, dude. By the end of the episode, he's got his shirt half ripped off, and you can see most of his peck. And he's sitting there in his captain's chair, and it's all dark and moody, and then he's got the eye light on him, and it just, dude, that's awesome. Now, I, I do have to ask you a legitimate Star Trek question. I was watching on Netflix the other night the episode with the Planet Eater. Oh, yes. Okay. The Doomsday Machine. Doomsday Machine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, in that episode. And I've always kind of wondered this. Yes, he's wearing the green shirt. Yes, with the uh, with the emblem. Yeah, it's kind on of the down bottom. On his, yeah. yeah, that's that's ninety degrees. Yes. Have they ever explained what what's the deal with that uniform and why the emblem goes that way? Not that I know of. My understanding is that it was just kind of an alternate uniform, and the captain was the only one you ever saw in it. Yeah. At least at least on uh, the Enterprise uh, um, shipmates. Um, uh, you also there's never really a rhyme or reason as to when they would uh, use the, uh, the the full size phaser versus just the little like the little uh, mobile phone you know mm-hmm. size phaser. From this side of paradise. Ah, sorry. <laughs> Hello. Now what about? Um, I like that's a great drop, man. You got to play that more often. The um, in that same episode, there's yes. the captain from the other ship, the Captain Decker, Decker, Commodore Decker. He Commodore was, Decker. He was the father of. Uh, the character in the Star Trek uh, motion picture. What? No, he had a different emblem, not the Starfleet emblem. Yes, because emblem. because every no 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 uh, that that emblem that Kirk wore mm-hmm. that was specific to the Enterprise. Every ship in the fleet had their own patch. Okay, so yes, you would see the the character on the Defiant different patches. Yeah, the character on the Constitution different patch. So. Nice. From a muck time. Someone has the plaque towel, the blood fever. 
Um, I mean, in my humble opinion, if Kirk is number one, and he is, Spock, if he's not number two, I'm arguing with that. But he should be at least number three. What was he? 30-something? He was 21. 21. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I would I would argue... It's like salt and pepper. Yes. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Right. Or peanut butter and Nutella. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So do you think... So should Spock be number one? It's like Hall and Oates. <laughs> no. No, Kirk, it's not. Kirk should be number one. No, in my opinion, Kirk is number one, but Spock, I would argue Spock is number it's two. It's like Batman and Robin. Well, I mean, just like... It's like Captain America and the Falcon. Right. Yes, good. It's like, it's like blue- Fabio and romance novel covers. It's like the Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt. <laughs> it's like Scooby and Shaggy. Yeah. It's like they're a pair. An apple and an, an orange. orange. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Kirk and his evil twin. It's like Kirk and Spock. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Dang. No, Kirk. Kirk Circular logic. Kirk, uh, he, um, he deserves it. I'm Captain Kirk. I'm Captain Kirk. I'm Captain Kirk. <sighs> oh, that feels good. There were some some accurate. I would say half of that list was accurate. Yeah, and half of it was not so accurate. Some of it felt uh, like well, shock I, value. I, yeah, doesn't it? It just it feels like. And to be honest, and I have heard bloggers say yes. this before, especially when they work for newspapers and stuff, and they get paid by the hit. Okay. They will rank things in a certain order, so when people read it, they will hit columns, and then that will get forwarded, and then yeah. more they'll get more hits. And you know, the more when, people that see it, the more money they get. So it so the it idea, benefits them to be controversial. When yes. Picard saw that list, he was like this. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I knew that was coming, and it still makes me feel good. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, um, and uh, uh, this, by the way, this is, uh, I guess it doesn't really, it doesn't really specify, but um, it certainly uh, looks to be William Shatner's Kirk as opposed to Christopher Pike's Captain Kirk. Yeah, it's uh, definitely. Chris, wait, no, Chris Pine. Well, uh, well he we're hasn't talking been on TV. TV. Oh, thank you. I'll back up now. Um, He's busy mm-hmm. Facebooking while okay. we're recording. I'm busy tweeting. Oh, That's, yeah, he tweeted, this and is, it went to his Facebook. Okay, That's this right. is this is Frank's evolution. Uh, Frank used to play Minesweeper, and now he's tweeting. So it's all good. I have never once in my life tweeted from my computer. Really? Ever. Ever. I, I don't even... <clears throat> I, I so have never done it. I would probably have to... Uh, change my password to remember what it is because my phone takes care of that for me. But yeah, I just, I've never done it. Uh, tweeting is for a phone, in my humble opinion. Not that, you know, not that that's wrong for you. That's just the way I work it. Uh, tweeting is something you do when you're sitting in your, your green lazy boy or you're out on the porch or you're, or you're driving down I-35 at, you know, 70 miles an hour. You know, just, there's, there's times and places to tweet. And this is one of them. I just saw a tweet. I lost it now. That said, if you're thinking about inviting Crispin Glover to Thanksgiving, it's too late. Is Crispin Glover because in... it's past Thanksgiving? 
Well, no, Crispin Glover. We were just talking about him from right. Uh, yeah. So how did they? Who who heard the? We're we're getting leaked. <laughs> who heard last week's episode already? I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go on Google News and see if there's something up with Crispin Glover. Oh no! I hope he's okay. Like, I wasn't paying attention oh, for the last ninety seconds. What happened? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention to the last 10 seconds. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Oh, I'm, thank you very much for listening to a Kirk wins. Our Wasted here Easy on the HHWLOD Network. You should check out all of our awesome shows on HHWLOD.com. Be sure to check out uh, or send us an email at halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted or leave us a voicemail at. Nine seven two seven nine eight thirty eight thirty. Until next week, I'm Captain Kirk's champion, Bill. I'm Spock, wishing I was up higher. And I'm Captain Janeway. We'll see you next. What's time on the, Half the, hour what the heck's going on here? <laughs>